Okay, so I'm recording now. Uh, let me have you tell me your name, spell it, and your title. My name is Peter Quist, P-E-T-E-R-Q-U-I-S-T, and I'm the research director at followthemoney.org. Okay. What is a super PAC and what does it do for candidates? Wait, let me ask that again. Sure. <laughs> we all hear super PACs were created because of the Citizens United decision from the Supreme Court. Can you tell us about what that decision did and what it created in a super PAC? Sure. So the Citizens United decision basically paved the way for uh, corporations and labor unions to use their treasury funds uh, to spend on political campaigns without giving directly to the candidates, uh, often called independent spending or outside spending. Um, so this opened the floodgates to massive amounts of, of money spent independently of campaigns to support and oppose candidates. And individuals can contribute to the super PACs as well, right? Yes, they can. And what have you seen nationally in the kind of on the national land? Let me start that. On the national landscape, what have you seen happen with super PACs? Uh, there's been a substantial increase in the outside spending um, by super PACs at the federal level. Uh, and we're seeing it come down into the state level. And it seems like it's coming down into the local level as well. Okay, let's take each of those separately. At the federal level, what have you seen happen with a super PAC as related to specifically a candidate? Mm -hmm. So the spending by candidates themselves has actually been increasing since the 1970s um, pretty substantially. But after the Citizens United decision, the independent spending by non-party groups, these super PACs and other organizations, uh, skyrocketed. And what have, have you seen it change something in the way uh, elected officials behave? Um, probably the most pronounced change that we've seen here is the development of sort of like the buddy pack system where you have a super PAC that is focused on one candidate. Um, in that way, uh, you might see candidates being able to speak publicly and these super PACs perhaps responding to that. Okay. And looking at the state level, what have you seen the dynamic been with super PACs? So at the state level, what we're seeing is some of these federal players coming into state campaigns. Um, things like Americans for Prosperity and some of the labor unions and other large groups that spend at the federal level are starting to spend on gubernatorial campaigns and sometimes even getting into state legislative campaigns. And how have you seen it affect the political process in the states then in terms of maybe policy making or really, you know, what I'm getting at is the, let me start that over. <laughs> and what have you seen the effect be, have you been able to determine what the effect of those is uh, when people are elected? It's really hard to measure the effect on the policymaking process. Um, we don't have any figures on that specifically. So then what are specifically the concerns about super PACs? So there are a couple of concerns here. One is that they are often funded by uh, nonprofit groups that don't disclose their donors. And so the voters don't have uh, the identification of the funders of these, of these messages that they're hearing. Um, candidates often express concern with these because they can't control the message of their own campaigns. They become sort of token players and rather than in, in the past we, when the main expenditures have come from the candidates themselves, they have much more message control. And how about at the local level? And at the local level, have we seen super PACs uh, having any effect in elections? We are starting to see some super PAC playing at the local level. Uh, as you've noted, the Detroit mayoral race had some super PAC activity. Um, also, in the last year or two, we've seen super PAC activity in mayoral races in Los Angeles and San Diego, Newark, New Jersey, and Boston, just to name a few other cities. 
And have analysts or watchdogs like yourself been able to determine what the effects of super PACs are at the municipal level? Uh, there hasn't been a widespread analysis of this yet. We hope to move in that direction here pretty soon. Well, have, anecdotally, can you talk about what's happened in those races? Well, for the, the, the first piece is that you're getting a lot more money in campaigns because these super PACs can raise money without limit. Um, because they are not actually giving contributions directly to candidates, the courts have ruled that there is no risk of corruption or the perception of corruption, and so contributors can give without limit to these PACs, and you're seeing a lot more money being spent. Is that necessarily a bad thing? It is not necessarily a bad thing from our organization's viewpoint. Um, some people will argue that it is, and some people will argue that it isn't. As long as it's all disclosed, that's, that's what we care about. Uh, and that's where we're running into problems with the uh, nonprofit organizations. Well, another researcher told me, and I'll restate this, but I just wanted to give you the background. Um, another researcher told me that uh, one of the differences with the municipal, like super PAC supporting municipal, uh, whatever, municipal races, is that a little money goes a longer distance. In other words, you're dealing with, you know, one TV market usually, except sure. in some of the biggest cities. Um, so it, it, let me ask a more general question, though. Um, if people are familiar with super PACs at the federal or even the highest state levels, what are the, some of the differences they would see in examining a, a super PAC and in, in getting involved in a municipal race? Could you repeat that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What are some of the differences we might see when examining how a super PAC is involved in a municipal or local election? Sure. So uh, at higher levels, such as the federal and state levels, uh, you're probably seeing super PACs uh, having to target various audiences um, because of these wider races. At the local level, they may be buying different types of communications, um, a TV ad in one market, or they may be focusing more on radio ads, uh, they may even be participating in mailers in some of the smaller races. For people who are looking at these super PACs at the municipal level in the future, what kinds of things will you be looking for to, to analyze or measure effect of? Uh, the first thing we'll be looking for is a continued increase in the spending. Um, the measurement of the, the policy outcomes of this independent spending are going to be a little bit harder until we can figure out who is behind some of some of this spending. Uh, with the nonprofit disclosure piece in particular, uh, when we don't know who's funding these nonprofits, um, but they're being successful with their independent spending and their candidates are winning, uh, it becomes difficult to analyze what they were after and how effective that's been. And that's all I have, unless there's anything else you, wanna, you want us to talk about? Um, I think that's about it. Okay. Great. Thanks, Pete. I really appreciate it, and I will uh, let you know when we use it and or it airs. Great. Thanks All a lot, right. Sandy. Take care. Thanks. You too.